Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, and today, today is a great day to play, my friends. Uh, this podcast is part of On Podcast Media Network, and today, today we have guest Scott Wrencher with us from North Star Games. Really excited to sort of talk through a game with him that he is in charge of sort of making a digital version of. But before we sort of dive into all that, see, like, I'm getting silly excited about it. So before we do, let's uh, let's have Scott sort of introduce himself a little bit. Yeah, uh, Scott Wrencher. Um, I run North Star's digital studio. Um, so yeah, I, I tell friends this is my midlife crisis job. I got my dream job. It's pretty fun. We make we make board games. You know, um, just it's really interesting. It's still a job, but uh, we have it's it's a pretty good time most of the time. Um, so our role, we're partnered with North Star Games. We make digital versions out of their board games, and. uh, I think what we're talking about today, Michael, we just launched an education-specific version of our one of our leading games, Evolution, just because we had a lot of teachers coming to us asking for some features that would work better in the classroom for them. And uh, yeah, we're pretty excited. This just came out last week. We've got a uh, education version now of Evolution that's tailor-made for classrooms and students. All right, so I gotta say, as a board gamer myself, I've played Evolution, the the game. It's a really neat little game where you know, much like the title sort of insinuates here, you're you're sort of building up your species uh, to like adapt with the ever changing game, which is such like a a gamer thing to do too, right? You have to kind of <laughs> constantly adapt your play with what, what's happening in front of you. But like here they sort of embedded that, that gamer sort of structure, that gamer sort of mindset right into the theme of the game. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you guys worked on the digital version of it here and, uh, you were kind enough to sort of let me sort of poke around in the digital version. I have to say, great job, Scott, making that implementation of the, the, the physical game. Uh, it was a really nice port. That's music to my ears. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, uh, yeah, it, it took us quite a while. Um, yeah, getting the digital bits to work just like the, like you expect and to you know do what you expect them to do. It, it took us quite a bit to get to that point. So, yeah. so uh, let's let's back it up here because see, I'm all geeked out. I get to talk to you about the game. <laughs> I love it. But for some people that haven't played Evolution, can you give them the, your sort of elevator pitch to the game? What kind of makes it fun? Yeah. The educational oh, components. You know, I, I think you hit on the core. What makes this game different, I think, from every other game out there is this this need to adapt to what's going on. And it's kind of a self-balancing ecosystem. You know, I think that's, I mean, obviously that's what's the one constant in life is change, right? <laughs> uh, and so it's, true. In this game, you've got your little creature. And the core of the game is basically keep, keep your guy alive and thrive. You know, whoever flourishes the most by the end of the game wins. Um, food is the win condition. So whoever eats the most food, uh, at the end of the game, uh, wins the game. And so the, the tension of the game comes in trying to keep you guys alive. If you don't eat, you starve. So that's, that's job one is to make sure you eat. Um, there's plant food. You, all your species are coming to this, we're in this, uh, you know, savanna in the desert and there's one watering hole and that's the only place we can eat. So you're all fighting for this food in the watering hole and everybody can control, a little bit what goes into that watering hole. Everybody gets their say of how much food goes in there each each eon, each generation. So you put your food out there, you adapt your species to hopefully best take advantage of where you think that environment's going, 
and then you reveal the food and you re everybody reveals what how they evolved their species and you hope that you you got a favorable situation there <laughs> a lot you know and after a while you kind of figure okay these you know here's some different states of where the things can go and you're you're trying to anticipate and stay one step ahead of your opponent um, sometimes you adapt poorly and you just go extinct. <laughs> you know, things don't work out. There's no food in the watering hole. It's all dried up and your, your poor, beautiful species, uh, goes hungry. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, it's rough. Hey, evolution is not, it's not kind. That's for sure. Nature, nature can be cruel, beautiful, but cruel. Uh, you know, there's a couple interesting twists. You can also adapt into a carnivore. Um, at which point you're now a meat eater. You can no longer eat the plant food. You need to go and eat other species around the watering hole. So, of course, they can adapt defenses. You know, they can get a, a hard shell to protect themselves from other species. They can go climb up a tree. Uh, we, we tried to stick as much as we could thematically um, to, you know, make the rules of the game match the thematics of nature. Uh, for example, a carnivore has to be bigger than its spray. You know, it follows the law of the food chain. Sure. Um, everything, it would I make mean, for a really tough conditions and game design it took us a while to put it together to figure out everything that could balance well because we wanted to make sure that every rule made sense sound like yeah of course that's what happens in nature you know that's exactly what you would expect it to do a long neck let you go reach tree, you know food up in the trees um you know pack hunting you can if you have a group of a, a pack hunting smaller smaller animals can go and attack a large animal than they are things like that so we worked really hard on that aspect of it um, yeah, so that's the core of the game. You got your species, you got to adapt them, you got to survive. Yeah. So like, I got to tell you, like when I first loaded up the app, it had been a while since I played the game. As you can see, I have lots of games behind me. So, uh, it takes a while to sort of rotate through and, and get back to a game. So I liked evolution. Haven't played the card game in a while. Uh, got the app and loaded it up and, I got to tell everybody, you're going to sort of get excited. You're going to sort of fall in love with your little species. It's doing good. You're digging it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, like round three or four and three of your little guys die. You know, that, that's my favorite part of the game, especially with new players, is there's always this inflection point where, you know, you got your current environment. There's lots of food, whatever it is. You're doing really well. And all of a sudden everything changes. Maybe the food dries up. Maybe a carnivore comes out. You know, you're not adapted for that situation. All of a sudden, oh, crap. Yeah, the world just changed, and you just you, you realize that, oh, shoot, we got to go a different direction, you know? If you're anticipating that and the one driving that change, it's great, right? And you're coming out on top. If not, then that could be rough. But it, that, those are really fun moments in the game for sure. Those are really great <laughs> I, moments. I, like, I, I knew it was coming, right, because I had played the card game. But, like, it's still – there was a little like gut wrenching moment when it was like, Oh no, like I liked all how I made this species. And you are allowed to sort of like pivot and make new ones. Like, so when that, that died off, I mean, obviously I still could make new ones, but like they weren't the same. They weren't we the definitely same. found people get attached to it. You know, they give names to their little, their little critter and, uh, that guy. In fact, we, we, uh, you know, people said, Hey, I want to see what my species looks like. You know, I've added this fat tissue and a long neck and a hard shell. What does this guy look like? And so we actually, we commissioned an artist to go through and, uh, drop some mock-ups and we kind of hit these as cookies in the game. If you put certain traits on your species at the end of the game, you'll be able to see the visualization of that creature. Of That's that super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, well, and now speaking of which, like, 
walk us through because I'm sure as the as the guy that had to port this over, what what are like the theoretical like potential unique combinations? I mean, there's there's got to be an almost endless amount, right? Twenty five thousand six hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> like how many times am I gonna play the game to like get through that many iterations? They're they're definitely on. That's just for one species, and of course, you know, depending on what other species are around the water and all, that makes that makes a difference. So that that's one of the beautiful things about the game is there's a lot of variety. It's pretty simple to learn and figure out and to get into, but there's almost an infinite variety of uh, of situations you're going to encounter and depth of play once you get into it, which makes it you know makes it an interesting game. That's that's kind of the sweet spot we're going for. Something that's pretty easy to pick up, figure out, but then as you get into it, you learn. Oh, there's a lot more to this game than I realized. And you know one one thing that is awesome about it too, because it's such a thematic game, is you're really kind of learning the rules of natural selection. You're really kind of learning. Oh, okay, that species adapted poorly; it went extinct. But it, well, why? What happened? Oh, this species, you know, it, it's it's doing well, but the environment's changing. Does it need to adapt? And you kind of you know you're watching this happen and learning about it. And uh, yeah, it, we you know we've had quite a few teachers now take the take the game into the classroom and come back to us and like, hey, you know what? This actually works really well. It's like playing natural selection in action. Instead of reading a textbook, make my students get experience it. And you know, anything you do tends to stick a lot better than just sitting and reading, you know, and learning that way. So well, that's mean, been kind of a right. Experience. That was almost a, a kind of a side effect for us, I'd say. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, anything that's kind of simulation based when you get to kind of experience something. And the other thing that I absolutely love about using games in the classroom is you, you get kind of constant and immediate feedback. Like those are, those are really hard to achieve in the traditional model of school. Uh, you can give feedback, but it's not gonna be immediate and it's not gonna be like constant. It's never gonna yeah. achieve constant, right? Like, <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> so, you know, having, that's what I love about simulations is that you're like constantly making some decisions and seeing that decision play out immediately. Uh, and yeah. this does a really good job doing that. Uh, and like we said, th there's always that inflection point of seeing your species, like, did it play out right? Did it not play out right? Uh, but at the same time, like, there's enough there that you can, you're not, like, completely out of it either, the game. So for, for teachers worried about using a game in the classroom, sometimes there's that unfortunate, like, oh, like, my game's ruined. I can't possibly win. Uh, <laughs> there isn't that same feeling here in evolution. We we tried to put a couple of catch up mechanisms in there. When your guy dies, you get you get to redraw the traits back to how you can help you get right back into it. We want to make sure it was always into the last round. There'd always be that tension of okay, who's gonna win? How's this gonna play out? You know, and the and the last round has a little bit of extra weighting on it too to kind of help that help that out so it, we want to make sure that everybody felt like yeah we're still in it you know it, it kind of balances there's some things you can do to kind of control the leader a little bit and uh and gang up on them so to speak to, to keep things in check to make sure that yeah you're in it clear to the end that's awesome uh let's i mean just for a, a moment this is a mainly podcast but for those of you that have checked it out on youtube uh this is season four episode six and we're going to like take just a moment here to kind of pop over to the app here for a sec and have uh, have Scott here walk us through a wee bit. So here here is like you just opened up the game. Uh, 
Well, tell us. So one that. thing we knew is, I mean, I, you know, one thing, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I can't even begin to explain to you how difficult it is to teach a game if you're not able to sit there and teach somebody. I uh, Go ahead and hit that teach me the game button at the top. So this is something we worked really hard on. You know, nobody nobody wants to learn a game, first of all. Nobody likes, you know, learning's painful. I don't know it. I don't understand what's going on yet. All these things are happening. I don't get it. And it just, it sucks, you know. We've all had that experience of sitting down to learn a board game. Our friend starts rattling off all this stuff. We're like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's just play. You know, it's, it's not fun to just be told. So we wanted to have that experience here of, okay, let's just play. Let's just dive into the game and go. And so we spent a lot of time thinking through breaking the game down step by step into its kind of thematic steps and okay, what makes the most sense to make it pretty easy for a student or any, I use my kids as testers on this. Nice. This is like our sixth version of the tutorial, you know, figuring out where people got stuck, where they didn't understand later, those kind of things. And you have to, you have to anticipate every single question a person could ever possibly have in advance because they can't ask you because you're not there, you know? And as, as a developer, it's, it's just, it's, oh, it's painful watching people go through it because you'll just like, right there, that's what you need to do, but you can't. So you got to so, go back and change it. So you know, I, often, afterwards. I often talk about how like game designers actually make incredibly good teachers because of the fact that what you just said, that you have to like, unlike me, who I get to be a teacher in the classroom, I get to like be alongside with the student and really like see their frustration points and then help them through those frustration points, know when to push a little harder, know when to like step back, right? You just get to program it and send it out into the world. And if you did it right, it works out. If you did it <laughs> wrong, everybody says the game's terrible, even if the game's great, but if they can't get over that learning curve, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you can't get to the basics of the game to experience, you know, yeah, the, the beauty of it, then you're, you're just going to be frustrated and not care. And that's that nobody wants to feel dumb and frustrated. It's a horrible experience. No, no one know? wants to feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Uh, so looking here, you guys did a really good job sort of walking people through the graphics look great. Um, here we are by the watering hole and this is uh, uh, definitely like a, a key view of the game right here. Yeah, yeah, that that's our species right there, highlighted in the middle. So that's our that's our guy that we got to keep alive and feed and adapt. And that food, that little circular token in the middle, that's our food. So that's our our core wing condition we got to eat. So we have one population right now. That's the green circle on us, and we just ate one food. So we got one point. Yay! Okay, now we got a deck of cards. All right, so now we got some cards we can work with. So we got to eat more food. So we're going to add some more populations so we can eat more food. So we're going to go ahead and we can add a couple more. Uh, yeah, we can add a couple cards to our guy there. And now we got three populations. So now we have three mouths to feed. But now we see our opponent. So now, now we're competing for food. Now we got another creature come to the watering hole. So now we're fighting with him up on top, the other guy that came to the watering hole for food. So now we take turns eating. We go eat one. He goes and eats one. And two of our population went hungry and starved. So we're back down to one population again. So that didn't work out so well. No, but like this is a good point where it's like it walked you through sort of a consequence there without really hurting you because the game gave me one to start <laughs> with. And then it gave me two more, but then it took away those two. But you're still really at that base point, so it's really a nice way to feel like you did something punish you yeah, a little we, bit but not really punish you 
And so now it's going to show you, okay, what else can we do with these cards? Let's adapt our species. So now we put it as a trait. And up on top, that is, that's essentially as a trait. And so, yeah, that card there, if you, yeah, I don't know if you can, if you hover over it, it'll pop up big. It says take one additional plant food. So it lets us eat two at a time instead of one now. So yeah, we got it as a trait. Go ahead and add that one as population to oh, the green sorry. circle yeah. there. Yeah. So now we got our foraging trait. We got our opponent out there once again, two food again, and now let's go eat and see what happens. All right, now we take two food because we have foraging and our opponent goes hungry. That's the graphic, people. The little like bone. <laughs> oh man, it was sad when I saw that happen on my side of the pond. <laughs> So cool. So that that's the core essence of the game right there is, is trying to adapt your little guy to uh, eat the most food. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really that simply laid out. You're going to get different cards, different combinations that's going to change your species. Sometimes the things around the watering hole sort of change. Um, so here we go. Play cards. Yeah. Now I was going to show you a couple more things we can do. We can actually make more species. So now we're going to use one of our cards to make another species. Cool. So now we got two species to feed. And now we have this trait cooperation that lets us share between species. Every Yeah. So we're going to put that as a trait on that guy there. And every time it feeds, it shares one to the right. So now we can feed both of our guys in one feeding. He takes an extra one, shares it over there. And so we're in good shape. Our opponent... Not so good. Opponent's not yeah. feeling so good. <laughs> and then for every guy we keep alive, we get an extra card for the next round, so we get a little more resources, which is kind of nice. So now we're going to talk about the food in the middle. So we have the ability to manipulate the food in the middle. We can decide how much is going to be out there based on how much, how much population we think we need to feed in the feeding round. So we got two population right now. Let's choose, let's choose that number two. See that big leaf on the corner of the cards? We'll choose that number two. We'll put it in the middle. That means we contributed two food to the, to the water and holders. We know there's going to be at least two food out there at the end of this round. So we want to have just enough food for ourselves, but not one, – one mistake a lot of newcomers tend to do when they play the game is they'll put tons of food out there thinking, oh, I don't, I don't want my guys to starve. But it's not necessarily about your guys living or starving. It's about, you know – do your guys get more food than your opponent? Is it more suited for you than your opponent? Sure. So you're trying to match it exactly to what you're expecting. Yeah. Uh, we're, now it's going to go over one last time the three different actions that we've discovered. So we can play a trait. Yeah, yeah these, go ahead and uh, choose cards. one of those guys. Put it on there as a trait. It'll just go through the three core actions, and then it kind of opens up, and we can just play the game. Add a population. Go ahead and add a population to that first guy and make a new species. This is just to help students and some we saw new players need to you know, make sure they knew the core actions before we kind of cut them loose to go play. Oof. So that guy put a four out there. You put a four out there. So it looks like we got plenty of food. We got a good little eating machine there with our cooperation and foraging. It takes an extra food and shares one. So we took three food. It's a big bite. Oh. Go ahead and feed our other guy there. And he feeds. Cool. Boom. 
So, so we got four points there. We're in pretty good shape. Yeah. So the round the rounds keep playing out like that, and it's uh, like I said, the graphics are great, easy to understand. Uh, lots of people can get into it. Uh, you you also have made you were telling me another version of this that you think would be really good for even younger students. Yeah, we have. It's not in the digital game, but we, in the physical game, we made a version called The Beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did there is we don't we, we took away a lot of the complexity. And in the game we were just showing, once you get to carnivores, you'll see you also have body size on your species. And you have to have a larger body size in order to go attack somebody. Um, for younger kids, we found that was just a little bit too much going on. So we took away that concept of body size. We took out a lot of the traits. And we just have, uh, I think it's got like seven traits. It's just the core of the game of you got your species, you got to feed it and uh, protect it from carnivores. And so that uh, that one plays over really well with the younger set. I'd say more the elementary school age. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say the age on evolution is about 10 and up. Um, so probably like sixth, seventh grade or so and up, you know, the, the digital game, the full version there uh, is a little more suitable for them. Below that age, I'd probably lean towards the beginning uh, for use in the classroom in terms of something, you know, a little bit, something a little bit simpler and easier for kids at that age to grasp. All right. So now thinking like a teacher here, how, uh, how hard is it to sort of run this in a classroom? Like if you had 25 kids in the classroom, what are you looking at? Would you want a one-to-one device ratio on that? Could kids kind of huddle around an iPad and you, uh, you group three kids together per iPad. So we, we did a couple of things with this for the education edition specifically to try to make it really easy for teachers to use in the classroom. Uh, so one of those things is we got a pretty good account manager in there where each kid can have their own login. And then we've got, you know, there's a, there's a campaign there where kids are going through a map and you, as you go through that map, you basically learn the game and learn different strategies for survival. You'll play, you'll basically play against different opponents that are specialties in different styles of the game. The carnivore is a very obvious one, a very aggressive one. There's also the, um, the scavenger who's used to very low food and can get by in desert environments. There's the uh, the glutton who's used to the rainforest and likes really lush environments. Um, there's a defense specialist who's really protected and bunkers down and has a lot of of um, uh, defenses. And so, you know, kids will go through this and learn the game. And we found, you know, kids love that concept of progression, right? You've seen where you're on the map, you go to a new place, we give you new, you know, you unlock new species to play against. As you do that, you unlock new personalities you can play against and you rank up and you get new avatars and stuff like that. Uh, so we, we found that'd be pretty motivating, but each kid in the, in the education version has their own account. They can log in and out. So like four kids could share one PC, you know, if you had a, a class of students rotating through it, um, you know, you pay one, one license plate per PC. We're not, we're not trying to, you know, charge for each student or subscription or anything like that. We want to really simple for, for uh, teachers. Um, it's a premium game. So it qualifies for their school discount purchase. Uh, I think Apple and most of the platforms give like, like if you buy more than 20 for the school, it gives them half off uh, nice. on the game. So yeah, it applies for it that way. We actually made the game half off across the board for the launch. We know a lot of students are stuck at home right now. A lot of teachers are stuck at home. So we wanted just to make it more accessible. So we just, we made it half off of the regular price for 30 days after launch. Um, that 
pricing is valid, I think, till May 22nd. Nice. So everybody oh, listening, yeah. hurry on up. Get out there. Get this game. <laughs> uh, it, so, it's a fun little one, too. Uh, in the class would be awesome. Really gets kids thinking about sort of that adaptation idea. I could see this really used in a science class so well. Super fun to talk about. Super fun to like hear. I can already hear sort of the kids sort of teaming with. Minded this, minded that. I changed to this. I added this feature. Did you think of this combination, right? Uh, and that's that's that kind of infectious uh, thing that I absolutely love about board games is is those combinations. Is how you and I can play the same game, but it's a different game. And <laughs> and evolution is definitely a great example of that. It is. It's a great experience, and especially games that when you come back, you know, the fifth time or the tenth time, and you realize you learn kind of a new strategy or see something different or something new. That's that's a fun experience. That I, re yeah, I really relish in games as well. Nice. There. Uh, well, it is reflection time for us. So this reflection is. Uh, right. I'm curious how you're going to take this. This one is a quote by James Redfield. And it, I think it, I think it goes well for today's topic. History is not just the evolution of technology; it is the evolution of thought. Ooh, yeah, it's pretty apt for the game, I think. Okay. So, how does uh, that hit you? Given our conversation, teachers, education, playful games, whatever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that really hits me right now, just with our current. I think teachers and students around the world right now are, you know, stuck at home and having to learn new ways to learn and teach. I know my kids, you know, on Zoom calls all the time. <laughs> That's um, so true. Look, you know, as a as a parent, I'm looking for ways. Okay, what's something that they can do themselves to keep themselves entertained? And I still feel like, okay, they're learning something. Um, you know, that's yeah, we're we're. Yeah, we're hoping evolution also fits that hole really well for teachers. But outside of the game, no, I, I think mankind right now is going through a, definitely an adapting and learning moment. You know, we're all figuring out, all right, what does it mean to be stuck at home and use technology to interact primarily and to go through this? You know, it's been a learning moment for all of us, I think. And it's been pretty fascinating to see what comes out of it. Yeah, I 100% agree, right? So I think this idea that it's not just that technology is getting better and better around us, but when that technology evolves and we get to that next new piece of technology, that next new breakthrough, uh, and we've had plenty of breakthroughs around us, what also has to take, what also has to change with it is the thought around it. And, and like, again, like anything in this world, <laughs> it, 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 things are only as good as you are. Like if you're not using the tool, right? Like, like a, the car sitting in the garage right now isn't doing me any good. It's just sitting in the garage, right? But if I'm using that tool for the right purpose, like, oh my gosh, that tool's very helpful. Uh, so, you know, as these technologies evolve, so does our thinking. And we need to think about how we use these things. And I think evolution yeah. of the game is a, is a great thing we could actually probably task with students right now. I think a lot of us are looking for things for our students. This could be one that you guys toss out there. I'm, I'm talking to you teachers out there. Toss out there as an option. I mean, like parents and kids are looking for things to do, looking for ways to sort of learn. This is another thing that's on the screen, so I get our, uh, you know, our nervous energy about that. But when we return back to school and we're not constantly glued to screens, this would be a great addition to anybody's class. And right now, this is like a 
truly like good educational game. I definitely give it, you know, two thumbs up. It's uh, it's fabulous. So awesome. Uh, Scott, <laughs> thanks for being with us here on the show and teaching us all about this game. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. I, I really hope, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see teachers using this in the classroom, how it plays. You know, I mean, I think it's very different than a traditional education game in that this is not, you know, it was not designed as a textbook or two core curriculum. It was really designed as a collaboration between, you know, a biologist and a gamer um, that captured the biology and to be fun and engaging. So hopefully this is something that kids find a little more engaging, a little more taking their attention and they learn something along the way as they're doing this too and experience the natural selection, evolution, and action. You've definitely hit that out of the park. Everybody, thank you so much for being part of the well-played community and coming each week, listening to the show. It's been awesome. It was awesome talking to Scott today. I really appreciate everybody who makes well-played a stop in their week, their PD week. Everybody enjoy your week and play on. <laughs>